Welcome to Review That Review. We are the podcast that is dedicated to reviewing reviews. That's Chelsea Don. And that's Trey Gerald. But when we come together, we are the Review Queens. That's right. But first, Trey, it is your turn this week. Would you like to lodge a complaint? Oh, girl. Yes, I would. I'm here for you. We're going to talk a lot about possible fire hazards this episode. And I just put that together in this inhale of breath as I was preparing for this complaint right now. But I really need to lodge a complaint against cleaning out the lint tray and drying machines. Gross. I hate it, but do it. Oh, my God. And you know what? Like, I've come to realize I hold my breath when I'm scraping it. (laughs) So then I'm always like, (gasps) like, it actually hurts. Like I can feel like immense pressure, perhaps how Natalie Wood felt when she drowned. Uh, Why did I say that? Oh, yes. Why did you say that? I don't know why I said that, but (laughs) it's very painful. I might like suffocate myself because I hold my breath and it always takes longer than I want it to. And I'm just wondering, when I said that, you kind of nodded in agreement. So I'm wondering, what is your... What's your lint cleaning experience? Like our our ritual, I should say. Okay. Well, I do like, I don't live alone. So I share a washing machine with a few other people and not everybody in my household is very good about cleaning the lint tray. So that's like the number one thing. Like that's Mm -hmm. a pet peeve. When I do laundry, I'm cleaning out the lint tray, but I also have such bad allergies. And I had a roommate that had a dog that shed a lot and he wouldn't clean Mm -hmm. out his lint tray. So I was doing laundry like a couple of weeks ago and I cleaned that out. And then I was literally having a sneezing fit for the next Mm-mm. several hours. So I, I thought I about it. personally, I'm like, should I wear a mask when I'm cleaning out the lint tray? Because I'm not going to hold my breath for that long. That just sounds awful. Do you always clean it out? Well, you share. But yeah. do you clean it out before doing a load or after Both. you've completed a load? Both. Oh, I'm a before and after. I always have to check before to see if like somebody left lint in there because I don't want like my our yeah. lints to be, you know, mixing. And also, yeah, fire hazard. And then of course at the end, I always clean it out because I know that someone's gonna be using it after me. And it's just it's a part of the ritual for sure. But it's gross and you're so right. It's like a whole process. Like you have to get it all off and then put it in the trash and then you gotta put the thingy back and like it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know that there's like a better way, but I do hear you. And I, it's something that literally happened to me recently with a sneeze fit. So I get it. Yeah, I really just don't like it. It's very unenjoyable. I always, my ritual is doing it before I start a load. So I'm always like very time sensitive about like, I don't want the clothes to be getting mildewy because they're and too David, wet. It's like a whole thing. Do you and David both do laundry or like is one of you more of the laundry person? I'm definitely more of the laundry person. You are? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like even if I was married, I would want to clean it out because I'd want, I wouldn't want there to be lint after I'm done. 
but interesting. Yeah, I hate it. It really does bother me. It's like, it just like feels impractical. It feels dangerous and um, affronting and arresting. All of those adjectives. So for that reason, I just, yeah. So for all those reasons, I really just need to add it to the ledger. I hope the next time you're cleaning out your lint drawer or your lint tray, you think of your review queen tray because I feel your pain (laughs) is painful for you. And if you have any advice, do let me know because I hate it. Yes, do let us know. one eight five zero review zero. All right, Trey. Worthy complaint. Thank you. And now, is it time for us to listen to some other complaint? I think so. I also think it's time for us to go head to head. That's right. Let's do it. Assess that kvetch. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so today is another Versus episode. And in honor of the season, tis the season to battle it out on TripAdvisor. <laughs> Chelsea and I are going to cover both a one-star and a five-star review on the same topic. Today's topic, Legendary Lights of Clifton Mill. You know that song? No, no what that's is what that? I always think of with Christmas lights on Home Alone. Anyway, they play that song. No? Okay. <laughs> For this versus episode, Trey has selected the five-star and I have selected the one star. Mm. So, to determine who reads first, we gotta flip that quarter. All right. All right, try. You're flipping. Yeah. I'll guess. Tails. It's Tails. Oh, here we go again. All right. We're gonna hear the one star. We're gonna be a little abysmal today, but you can catch the positive five star on our after show on Friday. All right, okay. here we go. So, as I shared, today we are going to be diving deep and collecting data from both ends of the spectrum of TripAdvisor reviews for the legendary lights of Clifton Mill. So at the time of this recording, there are currently 230 reviews on TripAdvisor with an average score of four out of five. And it's very important to note that legendary lights of Clifton Mill is listed as the number one thing to do in Clifton, Ohio. Wow. Edging out very steep competition in the whopping list of two whole things to do in Clifton, (laughs) Ohio. Number two is the Clifton Opera House. So we love that. They're very cultured. For 35 years, Clifton Mill has celebrated the Christmas season with their light display, which has been featured in Midwest Living and Ohio Magazine. It also was on that TV show, like the fight for festival lights competition. Like I think it was during COVID and it actually won. So oh, it is. Wow, really? Yeah, it's crazy. So it has been called one of the country's finest light show with over 4 million lights illuminating the mill. My favorite word, the gorge, the riverbanks, trees, and bridges. There is even a 100 foot waterfall, quote unquote, of twinkling lights. Wow. All of the lights turn on at once, transforming night into a fantastical winter wonderland, which includes a miniature village, a Santa Claus museum, which we'll get into, but there are over 3,000 Santa Clauses. Explain that to your children. (laughs) A toy collection and a quote-unquote spectacular synchronized lights and music show. Every night until the eve of Christmas Eve, you can peek into the little windows of Santa's workshop 
to see a live Santa at work. And then also every 15 minutes, Santa will check his list and he pops out of the chimney (gasps) and like waves hello to people. Wow. Interactive. Very cute. So cute. And under the frequently asked questions on their website, they do denote, I thought this was interesting, it takes six men, most of three months to put up the entire display of the four million lights. What do you do when one of them burns out? How do you figure that I out? I mean, I just always think of that scene from Christmas Vacation where he like does the whole thing and it's crazy and then everyone comes out for the reveal and he puts it together and there's like nothing mm-hmm. happens. I mean, that's gotta be mm-hmm. a fear when you're built when you have this many things. For real. Nothing. So with all of that background info, let's go ahead and jump on in as we Review that review. All right, let's jump into it, shall we? As we mentioned, I have the one dot review from TripAdvisor for Clifton Mill. My review is written by Galileo. I love a Galileo. You don't really see a Galileo often. The subject of this review is written in all caps, and that's important. Okay. Okay. Do not try visiting Clifton Mill weekend evenings around Christmas. Oh, boy. I've written December 2019. The title of this review is in all caps. There is a reason. Oh, no. I visited Clifton Mill yesterday evening. That would be a Saturday, December 14th. (laughs) The lines of traffic to get into the town stretch down the road, perhaps a half mile Mm. on some highways. Oh. That could be 45 minutes of near standstill traffic just to get a parking space. The line of humanity to pay the $10 admission to get into the mill grounds was perhaps 200 people when I looked with one person working the pay booth. That could be at least another half hour wait. So if you're a person trying to pull into the town of Clifton, at 7.30 in the evening before you're able to pay your $10 per person and get onto the grounds, the pay booth might be closed (gasps) for the evening, given that it closes at 9 o'clock. The lights go off at 9.30, but that may be a blessing in disguise after all. Those hundreds of people are going to be crowded onto a property that has about half the standing area of a football field. Mm. It's like putting 50 people in your living room. Mm. Then keep in mind that some of the displays, such as the Santa house, requires standing in yet another single file line. Mm. Who know how long that could take. As an experienced visitor to the Clifton Mill Christmas light display, If what I've already described is not a big enough deterrent, spare yourself at least some of the gridlock and park on a street on the edge of the small village and walk the half mile Mm -hmm. to the mill. For the record, I do not know what the experience is like on a weekday. (laughs) I do know that it can't be worse than what I expected. I first went to see the Clifton Mill Light. I first went to see the Clifton Mill Lights 30 years ago. There was no musical light show at the bridge, and there were fewer lights overall. But there was a tiny fraction of the crowd Mm. and the accompanying hassle. 
And get this. They didn't charge a thing. <laughs> wow. Galileo. 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 Yep. You know, I'm really well. Okay, it's it's interesting to me because I'm I know that I'm about to be very redundant here because this feels yeah. very similar to the haunted hayride, which felt very similar to maybe it was Rockettes or something else we talked about, where it's just like these crowds when Lines. they're right. Yeah. It's like ugh, you have to like account for that, but yeah, in this all caps subject and what comes across as being a very hostile review. Yeah, I actually think Galileo drops really useful tea in here, which I think yeah. may get lost and maybe won't be caught. Yeah. But they point out just park a half mile away on the other side of the village. Yeah, for sure. Assuming that that's legal and like it's kosher to do so. But like, it's just that most people wouldn't want to walk the half mile, but they're saying like it's worth it. Right. You know, Galileo also points out that the like line to get in is like on several roads and highways yeah i think i what i imagine they meant by that is like when you're driving into the hollywood bowl you're like in line to go to the into the hollywood bowl when you're still on the highway in your car driving oh because it's so backed up i could be wrong but like that was what i was thinking like okay so now i'm like waiting in this like traffic line with my car oh that right just to get through and then park and then get on another line to get on another line to get on another line. And I got there, you know, two hours before the show was supposed to start thinking that would be enough time. And now I'm biting my nails. Am I going to get, and also obviously the one, the one person at the ticket booth. Yeah. There's a lot here. Wait, but being in a long line of cars, like that's stretching like off of an exit on a highway. Yeah. Makes me so stressed out that I'm about to get rear ended and die. I know. It's scary because then you're like also like there's cars whizzing by you, presumably in the other lanes. Somebody's going to be honking for sure because they're not going to realize that far back that you're like in an exit lane line. Yeah. But, you know, this just made me think of a distinction here because I was just thinking, like, how do you speed up the flow? But I think that there's something unique here about Clifton Mill, the legendary lights. (laughs) <laughs> it's a walking around event. It's not drive through. Because in my personal preference, I love driving Bye, through yeah. light Bam. shows. Because yeah, then you it. can keep the heat on. Is that really like a COVID thing? Or was it always like, were there always driving through? Well, I remember like growing shows, up. Not like I'm just driving through a neighborhood. Yeah. Well, in South Carolina, at least when I was growing up, there were many drive through events. There was even... Um- <laughs> This is really spectacular. And we never went. We went once and then we never went again because my parents didn't want to wait in the line. But there you go. When I was a tiny child, the Methodist church, they did. They their entire parking lot became a drive-through telling of Christ. And it was Oh my god. Members stop. of the congregation would dress up and like they turned the parking lot into Bethlehem basically. And so you would drive through. Wow. I know. And it and was like get so like fabulous. A, like, a, like a sermon? Well, no, it was like the Christmas of? story. So it's like, you know, there's okay, no okay, room okay. in the manger. You gotta, or there's no room in the end. You gotta go to the manger. Here comes frankincense right, right. and, uh, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Gabriel yeah. or something. 
Yeah. And it was like a whole drive through of little, you would drive through all the tableaus or whatever. But we never went wow. again because it took so long. And then, anyway. Did anyway, you, were you cancer. eager to go again? Were you like, yeah, yes. I want to go back and see the like tabernacle? Yes. And of course, <laughs> I wanted to do it. Like, I wanted to play a sheep. Oh, you wanted like, to be one of the actors? Yes. I get that. I see that for you. I see that for you. But yes. I, to so my point, to, yeah. Well, to my point here is like growing up, maybe it's because it was the South. Like, we didn't want to be cold. So I feel like there were sure. many... I want to say boo at the zoo, but that's the wrong holiday. But it's like, there were light festivals at our zoo sure. that were drive through as well. So, and even in the countryside, there would be, like, farmyards that you would drive through. Which now I'm realizing is really smart. Because then you're not milling about at Clifton Mill. No milling at Clifton Mill. Lots of milling at Clifton Mill, apparently. I mean... Personally, I just think that Galileo gave us all the information that we really needed to know about Galileo from a psychological perspective in that final paragraph, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that when I started this review and the title was written in all caps and we're really just like complainy and it's a one star and it's kind of whiny, even though it's giving this like information of sort of pseudo expert and then we got to the crux of the issue which is that it's not what it used to be right isn't that always the thing even from things like when i was a kid it's like if you did something all the time as a kid it was a certain thing and it was special to you and it was free and it wasn't like so crazy and so overblown like it is right now and it was this quaint thing that you got to do in your little town you know and then all of a sudden you know buzzfeed comes around and (laughs) TripAdvisor, and it's on it's on a list it's on a list of things to do and your special thing that was just yours when you were a kid is ruined by this popularity it's like when you have a favorite restaurant that you find, it's like a secret restaurant and you don't even want to tell people because you you want to make sure that you're able to get in, right? So I think that Galileo was a real gatekeeper for Clifton Mill. And then when they went back as an adult 30 years later, even their photo is of them as a child. Galileo's photo. So they obviously have some real nostalgia thing for childhood. And what the real issue is is not Clifton Mill and it is not this light show, which really we didn't spend any real estate talking about. We just spent all this real estate in what I think is a little bit of like an emotional tantrum, I hate to say. I see that because one could also conceivably say, it's amazing how much this has grown. I remember going 30 years ago. Right. Whatever. Also, it's interesting to me because I recognize no one wants to wait in lines. Like, obviously, it's terrible. And like, it's so easy to be redundant and talk about like, you're going on December 20th. Like, that must be literally the busiest time. But it does occur to me that in the times that I have been with my family and the days leading up to Christmas, it is sort of like, okay, we are doing this lifetime movie marathon. (laughs) Like, we're sitting around. Like, let's drive around and look at lights or like, it is sort of like everybody's looking for that activity. That's what I'm thinking. And like, yeah, so I don't really know how you're going to get around that. And it is interesting that Galileo points out, I do not know what it's like on a weekday. Okay, thank you. 
calm down. <laughs> like, okay, calm down. But yeah. I do believe that even on the website under the frequently asked questions, there is a tab that's like, when is the best time to come? And it does say right. like weekdays. So Galileo didn't do it and and they had a really poor experience, which I right. guess is useful for me because it's just someone reiterating my gut instinct. But I do hear that like, if I were just with my family, it's a couple of days before Christmas, like, what are we going to do? Maybe bring Cards Against Humanity and like play it while you're in the line yes. or something, you know? Like, I just think like that's always going to be the case. And I do think that, like, you were sort of hinting at in the beginning when you first started to break down the review, there's a surprising amount of value in here considering it's like a complainy review. Correct. You know what I mean? Yes, like maybe now we're not going to be as mad about the line, but. We're also now prepared for the line. We also know that the traffic is going to start on the highway. So maybe we do want to get off an exit sooner and walk a half mile. And Galileo also mentions that the line is not just for entry. The line is then right. to go into Santa's workshop, which I also know there is right. a restaurant. There's also all these other activities. Like the line doesn't end at entry point. The line is all of the fun activities inside too because we and know I the can, light show can, happens and then it stops nine thirty. so then what and are you I gonna do see other reasonable people being like 7 30 like getting there at 7 30 two hours before the main event that feels responsible to me i got there like a responsible adult at a reasonable time and i still had to deal with this and i think that that's new valuable information i do have a question because and you brought it up earlier so there was only one ticket person yeah. That sounds like a glaring, obvious problem. But I'm also wondering, does that sort of help keep the capacity going? Like, if you just let everyone in all at once, then like, it's going to be right. too overpopulated. But how do you even control that? Like, because even when we look at the Haunted Hayride, for example, that is like a 16 minute experience that you go through and then you're done. This is like right. hanging out. Wander around. And they're, they make the analogy of like, half of a football field or like a football field, which is like imagining 50 people in your living room. Like how do you right. regulate people leaving so more people can come in? I wonder if that's part of the line situation. That's a really good point. I wouldn't have thought about that, but now that you mention it, I do think they use lines for crowd control purposes. Yeah. I think that's a good point. The only thing I'll say about the crowd control, not really probably being a thing is even though it's not like the Haunted Hayride where there's an activity, there is that 9.30... Cut off. Oh, the lights go off at 9.30. The, it, oh. the, it's the end of the evening. Because basically the, evening. the light show is every 15... Some reviews said 15 minutes. Some reviews said every half hour. Right, right, right. Because I actually was looking at the operating hours and it's like 6 to 9 and I was like, God, what a dream. That's like no work hours. Right, right. What do you think <laughs> about ten, what do you think about $10? I don't think that's bad. Like I think $10 feels reason like what are you going to charge $5? I mean, I don't feel like $10 is bad. And one last thing, this whole like what what would you even say this hypothesis that you could be waiting in line and then by the time you get to the counter it's closed. It's I imagine that's awful. not real. They're not going to let people be waiting in line at nine o'clock if it closes at nine o'clock. I imagine it's real. Well, don't you think that once they close, like everyone starts leaving the line? It's not like you're going to get up there and be like, 
Yeah, but I think the idea is like, have you ever been in a line before that's so long that there's like a line monitor and they'll like come up to you and be like, sorry, guys, like you're actually not going to make it inside. So just like don't even bother waiting. That's my point as I feel like they probably have that system in place. I don't know that they do. When did Galileo write this review, by the way? 19. Oh. December 19th. I mean, all right. What's the spelling grammar like? There were some grammatical. It's good. There was that one issue. Yeah. There was like one. Yeah, I like, clocked uh, that. Singular that should have been plural. Situation. Do you think it's shady? I think the childhood baggage maybe is a little shady. Baggage. I definitely think there's baggage. But baggage I, that's outside of your average person experiencing this. Right. Which brings us to common. I think waiting in line for a long time is probably common. I think being this upset about it that I need to go and rate it one star is probably less common. Right? Right. I think so too, especially given that this was on December 20th. Right. Exactly. Which there is some sort of self-awareness around that, which is weird because you think that that would have been enough to bump it to like a two dot. Right. That I'm going during gridlock. And, okay, the lights run from November 24th to December 25th. So this is like the very tail end. So this is like you have a month and it is gates open at 5 p.m. And then it is only open from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. But I don't know that there's a line monitor. I I would imagine that like there are people that are in line that are going to be disappointed. I think that's probably accurate. yeah. Yeah. And do we think that it's humorous? Were we entertained? I feel like I was more informed, which was surprising to me, than I was entertained. I agree. Like, I actually find it to be pretty useful for a one star. I don't know that I was really chuckling. I don't know. Were you entertained? I was entertained by the level of passion and really that last paragraph at the end. Disappointment. That just took me behind the curtain. Um, of who this person is anything that gives a review a little bit of humanity i will loop that into the entertainment value so i do think that there was humanity there for me yeah and then ultimately the impact are you gonna not go are you gonna go are you gonna go now more armed with information definitely more information and i i do think it is queenly that they're pointing out this whole idea of like then you have all these lines on once you're past the gate which right. I never really considered. There is an impact for me. Yeah. Okay. Should what we about you? Go into- oh, I'm impacted. I think if I read this review, I would probably be like, guys, we're going to get there at five. Yeah. So and that's let's aim for a weekday. All right. Should we go into the crowning? Yeah, let's do it. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards in an effort to be fair and not influenced by one another. We will simultaneously reveal our rating. The queens are tabulating. After listening to feedback from hundreds of thousands of users, Clean Email designed the best way to clean out your email inbox while keeping your data safe and respecting your privacy. Clean Email works on any device and with all email service providers. With Clean Email, you aren't doing a one-off, one-time sweep of your inbox. You're automating your email cleaning tasks to keep your inbox clean going forward. Now, some of my personal favorite features include pause, mute, hello, block emails from senders, 
who don't offer that little link at the bottom to unsubscribe. So annoying. Plus, never miss anything important because Clean Email sends summaries of all of the activities performed. Whether you're trying to achieve inbox zero or simply get rid of emails cluttering your data storage, use our code REVIEWQUEEN for 25% off at clean.email. Or go ahead and use that direct link in our show notes and you can start enjoying the pleasure of a decluttered inbox, honey. school. All right. So I'm holding up three and a half crowns. Trey is holding up four crowns. Trey, you go first. Why four crowns for Galileo? I almost said three and a half. I just decided to edge it up to four because in the complaininess and the childhood baggage of nostalgia, I really got Galileo was disappointed and and wasn't anticipating this reaction going in, which actually makes it even more useful because maybe you need to be a little more prepared and Mm -hmm. a little more cautious of the timeline that this is a limited time event and there is a limited window in which you can attend. So try to be strategic. You just have to. Whether that means still go on December 20th, but make sure you get there at 4.45 and wait for an hour up top with some candy and be first in line. Mm -hmm. Just allow for the buffer so that you can get in and get out because you're not the only one that wants to do it. Right. I found Galileo to be pretty impactful, even though I sort of don't know that I really care for Galileo. I think Mm -hmm. it will stick with me if I'm going, you know? So that's why I said four. Why'd you say three and a half? Fair. I said three and a half because I want it. I want to leave a little bit more room for what is the experience like? Mm. What is great about it? We didn't do the compliment sandwich, which you know I love in a one dot review. When you tell me what's good, I'm more likely to believe your point of view when you tell me what's bad. And I just think that Galileo was a little bit locked in their own emotions, understandably so. I get nostalgia. I love nostalgia. But I do think it clouded Galileo's ability to give me a little drop the T on what is this light show? What makes it so great? And that was why I went with three and a half crowns. But I did think it was an informative review, especially for a one star or one dot. That's a good point. All right. But that was fun. Interesting. Galileo. (laughs) Galileo. Trey, I hope you're ready because I created a custom game just for you and our listeners. Ah! It's called Stuff It or Shut It. Is it something that you stuff in a stocking or should Chelsea just shut it? Because she just completely made it up. Okay. So it's Stuff It or Shut It. Shut it, Chelsea. That's not real. Or Stuff It. That's a real thing that I could put in a stocking stuffer. So there is a website called Off the Wagon. Okay. <laughs> Offthewagonshop.com. And they have weird, funny, fun gag gifts for Christmas and the holidays and a whole bunch of stocking stuffers. Oh, no. So I have things that are from that website that I think were interesting <laughs> um, and also things that I've made up. So Trey, you're going to tell, and listeners, you are going to tell me if it's a stuff it or if it's a shut it. Are you ready? Oh, God. Yeah, I think I'm definitely ready. Let's do it. Okay, here we are. So our first product is a chill-out fishbowl eye mask. 
Wait, what? <laughs> a chill out fishbowl eye mask. What does that mean? An eye mask that Interpret has it as you will. fish in it? I'm going to say that is a stuff it. That is a stuff it. It's $10.99. You're right. It is like, you know, those eye masks that you put on when you have a headache yeah. or something like that. So it's that. And then there's literally a fish tank. Like it's like inside of it. But I imagine no real fish were harmed in the creation of this product and that they're just fake fish. But on the cover, it looks very real. Ew. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of those, those sensory mats for little kids that they lay on yes. and there's little like, right. But the exactly. eye mask. The, for, yeah. eye mask. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I got Good one right. Guess try. Okay. Next product is Fart Monica, the farting harmonica. I could see this being a gag gift, but could you realistically pass a long enough gas to blow? I'm going to say that's a stuff it. That's a shot it. I made it up. I made it up. Okay. But there is a fart whistle. <laughs> There's no oh. farting harmonica. So you'll notice in some of these, I d- I d- I I'm trying to there. trick you. I'm sort of adapting. But I thought the fart monica, the farting harmonica was a pretty good invention on my part. So, all right. That's a one in one for you. Moving on. Third product tray. Bed bug, bug fetty. Bed bug, bug fetty. Yeah. I'm going to say that's a shut it. That's a stop it. Can nope. you believe that? First of all, you're immediately no longer my friend if you use the bed bug, bug fetty on me. What does that mean? It's like confetti, but they're bed bugs. They look exactly like bed bugs. So if I threw them, God forbid, like in your bed, and then you went to your bed at night and you looked at it, you would 1000% think that you had bed bugs. Oh my God. That is diabolical. That is like worse than coal. That is. That's bad. Not funny. That's not funny. All right. Moving on. Emergency goat. Is this like the brand emergency? It's just, it's called emergency goat. It makes emergency goat sounds. Uh, I'm going to say, I think this might not be a goat. I think it's an emergency something else and you're trying to get me. So I'm going to say, this is a shut it. This is a stuff it. It is basically like, you know how we have the code for birdie? (laughs) It's like that. Except it makes goat sounds. It's a goat scream. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's a little bit strange. It exists. It's 1099. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Moving on. Meryl Streep Churro Treats. Now why would Meryl Streep endorse churros? <laughs> She's about as white as white can be. But are they Meryl Streep in shape? And look, Meryl Streep churro. Treat. I'm going to say this is a shut it. It is a shut it. (laughs) However, there is a Meryl Streep churro keychain. And it's hilarious because Meryl wore this like gold (laughs) dress to the Golden Globes one year. And I guess she kind of looked like a churro. 
So they have a photo of her next to a bunch of churros and it's a keychain. I thought was hilarious. I actually have a Meryl Streep keychain from that same company where um, she's like hugging. What are those? Um, what are the um, sparkling waters that became so popular? Oh, um, like a La Croix or something like that? Or Yeah, La Croix. She's, okay. Yeah, she's hugging the can. That's so funny. Oh yeah, so moving on. Hander pants. Underwear for your hand. I'm noticing you're very punny mm. when you make fake products. <laughs> Hander pants. I'm wondering what the need for that would be <laughs> on your hand. Because mm-hmm. your hand doesn't produce poop or pee. Unless it's underpants when you're wiping. I'm going to say this is a shut it. This is a stuff it. This is a real product that you could buy for $12.99. It's very strange. It looks like fingerless gloves. Uh-huh. But it looks like underwear. Like the top of it the has band. the elastic band. <gasps> and then even like... You know how men's underwear have like the lines separate. They even have like those separating lines. They're interesting. Definitely very interesting. Similar very price tight. point on all these products. You're not doing great. I do have a bonus round so that like we can call it a tie if we need to. But let's keep going, okay. shall we? Yeah. All right. This is number eight. There are ten and one bonus. Instantly talk with your cat. Fruit gum. What? How does gum make you talk to your cat that's flavored like a fruit? I'm going to just, I'm just, I've been guessing a lot of um, (laughs) shut it. So I'm just going to call this a stuff it. That's right. This is a real product you could buy and it's only $1.99. Is it like? Apparently makes you talk to your, it's just gum. And on the front of it, it says instantly talk with your cat, fruit gum, share intimate dreams and fears what? stock tips and recipes and then it has like a photo of a cat okay okay moving on <laughs> a camel in underpants air freshener i could see a camel wearing some briefs or maybe a bra and panty set but is this connected to the hander pants i'm gonna say this is a stuff it Mm-mm. Sorry, I tricked you again. This this is a shut it. So the real product is squirrel in underpants air Ooh. freshener. There's no camel, oh. but there is a pretty cute squirrel. All right, moving on. Sour cream and onion crickets. Ew. This is probably real. I'm going to say stuff it. It's real. Stuff yeah. it. it oh, how up. gross is that? Um, they also have like literally every variety of chip you can imagine. They have in cricket. They have like the cheddar Ew. one. Jalapeno? You know. uh, I don't know if they have jalapeno, but they have oh. a lot of flavor. Like barbecue. Like, ugh, disgusting. Gross. So gross. Okay. That was good, Chai. You got that right. Moving on. Fish scented soap. I could see this being a thing. I'm going to say, stuff it. Sorry, Trey. It is a shut it. Okay, so what the product actually is, 
is an odor removing fish soap. It's kind of fascinating. It's like this metal. It's just like a metal. It looks like a metal fish. And I guess like when you wash your hands with this metal fish, it takes any kind of like bad scent, including like onions or fish uh, off of your hands, which I actually think that's a great gift. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your bonus round? Yes. Okay. Owl puke pellets. I'm wondering if, because owl puke, owls regurgitate for their, no, that's birds. Well, they're birds. So I wonder if owl puke helps attract owls or something. I'm going to say this is a stuff it. It is a stuff it. Woo, Trey. All right. You managed to tie it up with that bonus round. This is a real thing, you guys. Owl puke pellets. See what this owl ate for dinner. Can you imagine if somebody what? put that in your stocking? I would be very confused. I mean, all of these products are very interesting. Which one of these products would you actually want, if any? Probably the Meryl Streep keychain yeah. or maybe the fish. And yeah. also the squirrel underpant air freshener is funny. <laughs> okay, good to know. Okay, I'm going to keep... I, I kind of am interested in this eye mask. The eye mask, yeah. Right. Well, that was so fun. Listen, you were Chelsea. playing along. Thank you. Thank you. If you were playing along, did you beat Trey? Let us know. one eight five zero review 0 Or you can shut it and not call. But preferably, stuff that mailbox. Review that review. All right. We're back from that rousing game break. Mm-hmm. Trey. You did a great job in the end. I really did try to trick you quite a bit there. And I feel like you kind of you caught your stride towards the well, end. Thank of the you. Game. Thank you yeah. so much. That's right. And now because I won and you lost, we are going to get to hear the flip side of this story on this week's Patreon episode. So Trey, what's, what have you got for us? All right. So today I'm very excited to be sharing a five dot or five bubble. Oh, yeah. That's right. Review for... The Legendary Lights of Clifton Mill on TripAdvisor. And I'm excited because, I mean, I was only looking at five stars. So this episode felt sad for me because I felt like it seemed like it was so magical. So I am excited to share all the magic stuff uh, on the after show. And, you know, every story has two sides. So maybe the five star that I'm going to share is wrong. Who knows? You got to join our Patreon to find out. So I implore you to do so at reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon. Join us for the opposite review as well as a brand new round on what? The merry-go-round with churros. That's right. Go to reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon to sign up now. Did you catch that? Because it's available only to our members who have gone to reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, we did it, Queen. What a legendary episode on the RUARQ Ferris wheel of... Don't get hit by the cars on the highway. <laughs> One ticket person, crowd control. Is there a line monitor? You're going to wait in line for Santa's <laughs> workshop. That's right. Thank you for joining us today during this holiday season. What a pleasure to get to celebrate with you guys. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. If you did not like what you heard, please tell an enemy. And don't forget, we will be rating and reviewing the opposite end of the spectrum for the legendary lights of Clifton Mill on our Patreon. At? I, 
<laughs> review.review.com slash Patreon. But I really am so curious, Chelsea. Wonder why dish was shut. Well, I've been eating latkes because that's my favorite way to celebrate. Also, sometimes I have donuts. All the fried food is like where it's at. That's how I like to celebrate. Oh my God. Nothing is as good as a fucking potato pancake. I don't understand. So good. They're so fucking good. So delicious. Ah, boy, I wonder. I'm just so wondering over here. (laughs) Wonder, wonder. But in my wonder, I will always remember... Ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific twinkling queen. Woo! Shine bright. Shine bright like a fascinating. I I keep wanting to say fabulous, but it's legendary. Shine bright like a legendary four million light. <laughs> Shine bright like they're gonna wait in line. Shine bright for your show. The chimney. The box office is closed. We wait Try for again tomorrow. Shine bright like a diamond. Sign up directly on Apple Podcasts to hear our weekly members-only after show. Unlock additional benefits when you become a Patreon member at ReviewThatReview.com slash Patreon. Follow us on all the socials at The Review Queens and join our mailing list at ReviewThatReview.com. Our Kvetch line is open 24-7 at 1-850-REVIEW-0. You never visit, you never write. Give us a call. No! Oh, wow. That was fun. You were just pointing out your shirt. What does your shirt say? Tag after on strike, which hopefully by the time this episode airs will not be the case and we'll have a good deal. Tacked. I hope. All right. Love you. See you Friday. Join us for the flip side at reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.